Meredith Powell, Academic Advisor in the College of Sciences and Mathematics. And I'm Jonathan Halford, Academic Advisor in the College of Liberal Arts. And this is the Advising 2Bits podcast, where we enhance, but not replace, your academic advising experience here at Auburn University. So we are live today on the concourse with Dr. Bobby Woodard, who is the Senior Vice President of Student Affairs here at Auburn University. And we have a couple of questions for him, um, specifically about the first 56. And so some of you may have seen um, marketing around campus about the first 56. So Dr. Woodard, if you will tell us more about the first 56 and why Auburn created it. Yeah. So the first 56 is a program we created a couple years ago because we know our students need to be comfortable on campus. They are usually coming from home. Summer is the first time they've been away from their parents. So we really need to create their belonging on campus. We know if they belong on campus, they have a sense of belonging on campus, they'll do better in the academic classroom. So it's, it's kind of simple. The, the Behind it was that you're here for academics. You're here to get a diploma and a degree so that you can have a career. Our job is to make sure you feel comfortable when you go in that classroom that everything else outside the classroom is in place. So when you go in, you feel you're at home and you can learn. So we take away the barriers, take away some of the struggles so you can do better in the classroom. So um, with that, I mean, it, it sounds like a lot of it is is focused on more social, more uh, extracurriculars, more networking and things like that. But um, and so is the idea that basically if you make that a little bit easier, um, you can spend more time and less stress on academics or is there an academic component to the first 56? Yeah, most of it is about the wellness triangle, which is the physical, uh, social and mental portion of it. So we really look at the, phys- the wellness part of it. And so we want to make sure you're physically there. We want to make sure you're mentally there and you're socially there. So that has all the aspects so here's a good example of this. If we have a concert, we have a speaker come, we're partying with a purpose. I know people laugh about that, but we always have learning outcomes that we want every time you go to an event. Yes, there's educational portion of it in a speaker, or if we do financial literacy, there's education that supports what you're learning inside the classroom. But also we want to make sure you have that social part on the outside. We're just getting you out of your residence hall, getting you out of your apartment, and you're seeing face-to-face so the education part for us is probably that, that lifelong learning, that learning laboratory portion of it. The theory you learn in class, we want you to practice outside the class. And that's where the first 56 comes in. And what's so significant about the number 56? So we learn during research is that the first 56 days is where somebody really feels a part of a community or does not feel a part of a community. So when they come here, we know we got 56 days, mainly with our freshmen to come back or our transfer students, if they're really going to be part of the Auburn family, we have 56 days to make that happen. And that's why it's so important for the first 56. Well, I think that's um, a, a great, uh, that you're parting with the purpose and, and, and that type of thing. It, it so lines up with advising. Um, and because you were talking about how um, these are the things, these are life learning. Uh, these are skills and, and things like that that you'll use not only here but throughout your career and, and that kind of thing. And that's what advising where our goal in advising to do. It's, you know, we talk about classes. So um, you know, early on and, and that's one reason we do a lot of colleges require advising in their first semester because we also understand that getting students comfortable making that relationship um 
early on will carry them through their career. So I, I'm so happy to see that there's a correlation between those two. I think so many times people see student affairs being one side and academic affairs being the other. Can you talk a little bit about where those two meet in the middle and how your office does that? Yeah. So for the most part, you're right. We are here to supplement academic affairs. We are, you're going to spend, the students going to spend more time with us probably outside the classroom than inside the classroom. Well, let me give you an example. If someone's in supply chain management or someone's in event planning or hospitality management with hotel and restaurant, we want to let you come in here into our UPC, which is our university program council. We're going to let you write a a writer with an artist and see what artists require, whether it is only green M&Ms. And that, hey, I can get an artist, but an artist, it's only $50,000 to have a guy or a woman come and sing. Oh, I can do that. Well, you got to think about security. You got to think about sound. You got to think about stage. You got to think about traffic. That's what we get into. So they know when they leave here, okay, I know that I can't just think about that $50,000 price tag. I got to think about all the auxiliary stuff. So if you go back to hospitality management, if they're running something in a hotel, they know when they get out of here, they've got, they're going to learn the theory in class. This is what you should do. Here's a checklist. You're going to actually practice it with UPC here. And we do a number of events a year, some around $10,000, some around $100,000. So when they leave and go out and get a job, they can say, no, I've actually done this. I've actually seen a writer. I actually know how to do this. So we try to support academic affairs. So the best one is probably our Plainsman and our student media. So the Plainsman and Eagle Eye and Weagle. It's a learning laboratory. Once you go on air, I can't stop what you're going to say or what you're going to print. We don't edit that. We don't uh, censor that. So they have to learn that what they write, we will have to live with. Um, and there will be consequences. So that's how we partner with Academic Affairs. Now, the provost and I meet weekly to make sure we're on the same page. And if it falls more in his area, if we disagree and it falls more in his area, 51%, he gets to make the decision. We come out, I'll support it. If it's 51% in my area, then I get to make the final decision and he'll help support that. But we really look at what academics is doing. We look at what our programs and services are here on campus and make sure they match what our academic programs are. So if you're in a class in finance, you want to come up here and maybe work on our SGA organizational board funding so you know about giving money out. So really what it sounds like is experiential learning. So learning through experiences. Um, How do you feel that um, academic advisors, that we can support that for our students who are involved on campus? What are the things that we can encourage our students to do? Yeah, I I think academic advising is, is key in helping students find out where they need to go and what they need to do. They just see sometimes, this is my opinion, they just see money. I want to be a lawyer, but don't really know. Hey, I don't know that I really want to be a lawyer. I don't know that I like to read that much, but I like the job. I like the money that possibly comes with that. So how we could partner together is when the student is looking at a degree program, say it's in finance. Hey, once you go get involved in this club or this organization, go get involved in SGA or UPC or in your fraternity or sorority. Say you're a sorority member and they need a treasurer. Go get in there and see if you really do like numbers. See if you like keeping up with that. It's kind of a practice for them. So I think how we can work together is and a student come back and you know that that student is involved in an organization or in an event and they come back to you as an advisor and you go, how do you like that? How did you like that experience? And they go, well, I really didn't like it. So hopefully you as an advisor say, okay, well, let's look at these options that you can go to. The key is, is that student affairs and academic advisors got to stay in contact. You know what we're doing 
And you've got to know, hopefully, what the student's involved in when you have a conversation with them so you can kind of help tailor where they need to go. Look, when you get out of here, we know you can get a degree. You can usually get a job in any field once you have that degree. That's not in all fields, but we want to make sure you're prepared when you go out into uh, a career. I think that's a great point to make because so many times students come to us as advisors and say, hey, I'm interested in doing this. And they get a little frustrated because we send them away. And, and what they don't realize is that's the help they need. They, they need to be sent away and told where to go. And so it's, it's less of a I'm passing you off to someone else and more of a I am your resource to sh- share with you where to go. You take that next step and show your interest in it. Um, so um, with the first 56, um, what, um, what things, what type of events um, are you doing specifically in that time uh, that students can be involved and will really get their transition to college life or their transition from one institution to Auburn? Uh, what specific events do you feel like are those that will have the biggest impact in the shortest amount of time? Well, one of our best events, <clears throat> excuse me, at the beginning of the year is convocation. Convocation really is welcome home because this is your new home. And I think I end my t- part of convocation every year with the term welcome home. And so we really, convocation is big for us. Um, we also have first 56 will be any of our events, our welcome events that have food. So we purposely offer free food at most of the first two weeks events. We do that because it gets students out. Anybody for a T-shirt and food, it gets the students it's out. So true. Um, even the, the popsicles and pizza with the president, we offer um, not only for you to meet the president, but there's free pizza and there's popsicles, but there's also a T-shirt there. That gets them so they can learn what a president is. And our president, Dr. Googe, and even when we had our former president, Dr. Leith, they would get out and spend three hours just talking to students there when they come. So we purposely put those at the beginning so people can have a see who's at Auburn and who the administration is and who they know. So again, with some of our other programming, it is how do you take care of yourself? So we talk about hard issues in some of our first programmings with uh, suicide prevention and QPR. Uh, unfortunately, we're in our third week. And we've already had two attempted suicide attempts. And so we really talk about transition and dealing with anxiety. And we know this year with First 56, we really concentrated on the red shirt freshman and the true freshmen. And let me explain real quick what that is. Redshirt freshmen were our sophomores this year that were freshmen last year, didn't have a true experience, didn't have a true second half of their senior year in high school or a true first year as a freshman. So we're doing different programming for our sophomores, which is our redshirt freshmen, and then our true freshmen, which didn't have a great junior year in high school, had a crazy senior in high school, and now they're coming here totally different for in-person for their true freshman year. So we are targeting this year of double programming for redshirt freshmen and true freshmen. The difference in those really is, is that we are looking at what they need most and where they're at. We know our biggest issue right now is second semester sophomores. We've got to keep our second semester sophomores here. And so that's what we're concentrating on our programming, but it goes from everything from eating to social issues to just having fun. We just want you to be social with each other. We also get rec is one that we do because we want people to see the rec center. But when you go to rec center, it's nice. You get a free t-shirt again, but gotta love that t-shirt. But another thing it is, you get to see a great facility, but there's many different options that are there for self-defense classes. There's local vendors downtown. And so we highlight that so our students can really see what the town offers, not just what we offer on campus. 
So, um, so can you tell us a little bit about, um, we've talked um, a lot about the social aspect. We've talked about the academic aspect. Um, what are some services that student, uh, student affairs offers that are uh, on the mental side? Um, and, you know, it's one of those things that, that I think as advisors, the, the biggest fear that I have as a student coming in and needing help in, in an area that I am not an expert in. And um, making sure that they get to some place that can care for them the way they need to need to be cared for. Um, and just that letting go, letting someone else do it. And I, I think as advisors, we're used to doing a lot ourselves. So that letting go uh, to someone else is a little difficult. I know for me, but what are some services in student affairs that focus on that mental side? First and foremost is our student counseling psychological services. We have two locations, one in the med clinic and one in the basement of Haley on purpose because we wanted one in the middle of campus so people can find it. So let's think about student counseling psychological services. You call and you refer them over to us or you call over to us and they come over. They will be seen that day. It's called a triage appointment where they come in and we evaluate, okay, hey, you're having a little bit of anxiety. Let's talk about it a little bit. Let's get you a true appointment in about two weeks. Then there are some that come and say, hey, you've got some other issues we need to talk about. Maybe it's a suicide ideation. Let's go ahead and have a meeting right now or let's schedule you tomorrow. And three years ago, we got psychiatrists on campus, not just psychologists. And the difference is psychiatrists can help manage and prescribe medication. So we have two and a half of those now. And a half is, is we, we borrowed 50% from the hospital. So we have somebody here 20 hours a week. It's not a half person. Um, it's a full person. She's very good. And so that has been a game changer for us because when you're not only coming to school, you might be on some kind of medication. It could be diabetic medication. It could be anxiety medication. It could be uh, any other medication. We can help you manage that. And so that you don't overuse it or, hey, I got here. I forgot to renew my prescription. How do I get this? We can help with that. Student pharmacy on campus. That's not in student affairs. That is through the pharmacy school. That is great because if you're last minute and you forgot those pharmacists uh, or do the prescription, we can call your doctor and get that taken care of. The med clinic is another one on campus. And I know it's not just mental and physical over there, but they can kind of look at it and say, look, there's nothing wrong with you physically. Let's make sure we're getting you over to the student council psychological church so we can see what's going on inside. And so we really partner with each other. And then the long shot here that a lot of people don't think about is the general advisors like you guys and academic advisors and our student club advisors and so forth, but also health promotion and wellness. They have a, a plethora of services down there that people can go just have a conversation. So the last thing I will tell you, first and foremost, you send them to student affairs, no matter what we're doing, we're going to drop what we're doing and have a conversation with the students. This is what we, our expertise are in. So if you kind of get lost as an academic advisor, and not that you don't don't want to pass the student on, it's just that you care about the student, you just don't have that background, right. you just pass them over to us, we'll find the right way. And the last one is Auburn Cares. Auburn Cares is always a great stop. There are four people that work down that area, include the admin, that really help our students find out what they need. It could be a medical withdrawal. It could be excuse for classes. It could be a... I can't pay my light bill this month. How do we deal with that? There's a lot of things that our students are struggling with. Auburn Cares really is the start of saying, let's see the whole picture. Let's see your academics. Let's see your financial aid. Let's see what you're dealing with. And then we talk and we always refer. I mean, it goes back to our um, some of our training, QPR, question, persuade, and refer. 
you ask questions to the student, you say, hey, we might need you to go here. We've taken the stigma off of mental health, which is what needed to be done. All of us need somebody just to talk to. Nine times out of ten, guys, we're just going to sit there and listen to you and let you voice that and say, hey, here's some areas that you can go to. What is the biggest piece of advice that you would give to any student on campus, not just our incoming freshmen, not just the sophomores this year that didn't get a real freshman experience, but any student that is walking up and down this concourse today here in front of us, what is that one piece of advice that you would offer up to them? The one piece of advice for every student and staff and faculty and professional that I would offer to right now is you're not the only one going through this. Whatever you're dealing with, We always tell you, your parents always tell you, you're special. You are special. You're your parents' most precious resource. But guess what? You're not the only one going through whatever you're going through. There are others. Just ask for help. Just talk to somebody. Well, I am glad to hear you say that. I think I've told students my whole career, you're not the only one. And it's mainly because when I was a student, no matter what, I, I mean, look around, see how many students are here. I still think, thought I was the only one. So I'm so glad to hear you say that. But um, in addition to that, uh, going back to Auburn Cares, um, I will say that I've already um, referred someone to them. They are phenomenal and responded very quickly, and and they are always such a great resource for us. So um, I just want to reiterate that they are they are amazing. And when we refer students there, it's not a you know it's it's for no other reason than make sure that we as a university are helping you care for yourself. So, but. Thank you for joining us today. I know you're very, very busy, so we really appreciate your time and coming in. And I, I appreciate all of these events and things like that that come along with, you know, Welcome Week, First 56, and things like that. It's so glad. So I'm so happy to have students back on campus and back to some sense of what what we call normal. So thank you. Yes, sir. That concludes this episode of Advising Two Bits. We want to thank our guests for taking the time to be with us today. We hope that this episode provided you some information to take back to your next advising appointment. Please join us next time as we work to enhance your advising experience here at Auburn. You can subscribe to Advising 2Bits wherever you listen to podcasts and be notified the next time new content is available. Advising 2Bits is produced by Brandon Farmer, Academic Advisor in the Department of Industrial and Systems Engineering. (laughs) 